Hello, everyone. Friday night of Masters Week round two has just concluded within the last hour or so at Augusta National Golf Club. Tim Goddard and Jake Wallace with you on this edition of the WTOC Sports Podcast. Tim, we go into the weekend with a, a dominant performance from Scotty Scheffler. His run has continued. He has a five-shot lead going into Saturday. He is eight under, tied for the largest second-round lead in Masters history. Four of the previous five players to have a five-stroke lead going into Saturday's third round went on to win that stat courtesy of Justin Ray. And on a day that made a lot of guys look mortal on the course, Scotty Scheffler just continued to do what he's been doing. Yeah, the course was winning for about 10 hours today, and nobody was really going low. I think a couple of guys got to minus six at one point, but then immediately backed up. And then all of a sudden, over the last two hours of the day, Scotty Scheffler went crazy. I mean, he ended up birdieing six of his final 12 holes, and he just distanced himself from everybody. I think there's a lot of guys either heading back to their rental homes tonight or still over at Augusta National wondering, how the heck did this happen? How did somebody go out there and make six birdies and 12 holes on that golf course that was play in, the, in that wind when nobody else could do anything close to that? And it, and it wasn't just a, an afternoon wind or it, it was all day. You could see guys struggling to, to not just score, but just find any kind of consistency where it felt like they were in any kind of rhythm to maybe even go out and put a little string of birdies together, put anything like that together. Only two guys today really played, you know, at, at a very high level. That was Scotty Scheffler and Justin Thomas, both tied for the round of the day with a with a five under sixty seven, which is probably closer to a sixty four on on a regular day. I, I don't want to say sixty three; it's a course record, but that is a much better round than sixty seven. You know, that we see sixty sevens at Augusta National a lot. You know, this is a course that you can score on. Uh, Today was not a day where you could score, and those guys did. And Scotty Scheffler has been doing it for months now. Um, You know, it was was interesting. All of a sudden, he popped up at number one in the world when he won uh, last week or the week before, and everybody was like, how did that happen? You know, where did he come from that he's number one in the world? Well, he showed why he's number one in the world today. He can absolutely play going for his fourth win in about a month and a half if he can hold on to this five-stroke lead. Um, it's hard to believe, and, and I say this, we, we, we kind of mention it, and it's something that only we think about, those of us that are in the Savannah area, but this is a guy who was six inches or less from winning the Savannah Golf Championship. <laughs> He an eagle attempt from the sand just went wide that would have given him a lead, and then he missed a birdie putt that would have tied for the lead. But we are we are very close to having Scotty Scheffler be a Savannah right. Golf that Champion. That was four years ago, right? That was the second year. Yes, that was twenty. Savannah? Yes, the second Savannah Golf Championship won by Dan McCarthy. Scotty Scheffler just who is missed not it. number one in the world. Who is right not number one in the world? Very nice guy. Um, and can for forever hold on to the fact that he beat future world number one Scotty Scheffler at the Savannah Golf Championship. It's interesting because number one usually weighs on guys when they when guys just become number one. It usually takes them a little while to get used to it. They don't always play great right away. This is his first time playing with that title, and he's running away from the field. And he's done the hard part. The hard part was starting this tournament well, you know, as the top guy. Again, I don't think he came in as the favorite, even though. He probably should have been, 
but nobody was talking about him coming in. The number one player in the world came in under the radar, if that's possible. And now he's showing why he shouldn't have. Yeah, a lot of the stuff he said recently in interviews has been really interesting about just how his perspective has not changed based on being the world number one, based on winning golf tournaments. And I'm sure that's a big help here at Augusta. But one thing I think is really interesting in terms of him being such a young guy, this is just his third master's start. And we've seen this a number of times. It takes guys sometimes a couple years to figure this out. And and this is not to say that Scotty can't go out on Saturday and shoot a 76 and everything we're talking about is moot. But I wonder a little bit if making his debut in 2020 in the fall with no one in the crowd. And then in 2021 with a a lesser crowd, there's not the giant galleries that we're used to following players like Scotty Scheffler. If that maybe didn't kind of help ease him into playing well at this course, figuring it out without the large looming pressure that Augusta National can really bring down on guys. I was actually thinking the other way. I was thinking that you could make the argument that this is really only his second master start because that tournament in the fall, the golf course was not the golf course that they're playing now. Yeah. It was so soft. I mean, 22 under par won the golf tournament. We're not going to see that this week. We're never going to see that in April. No. And so he he's only got really one year of playing what they play every year under his belt. It probably did help him that it wasn't as overwhelming for him. He wasn't showing up on the first tee at Augusta National with the Masters galleries there. He just went out and played golf in that fall one. And then last year, it was a little bit more people. But I think if you're the number one player in the world, you're kind of used to stuff like that. And this is a guy, you know, everybody is talking about he's come out of nowhere. This He was one of these prodigies. Mm-hmm. He was a great junior player. He was a great college player. He was a great corn fairy player in Savannah for one weekend he, a couple of years he ago. He absolutely was. Uh, so there are people who know golf at those levels, at the junior, at the college level, at the amateur level, who are not surprised to see Scotty Scheffler up there. Although I can't say I'm one of those people. I mean, when he popped up on the Ryder Cup last year, I was like, really? Okay, let's see what happens. And he played great at the Ryder Cup. There have been very few things that have seemed to overwhelm him. And so it, it should not really be just throughout his career. It, it, through, as young as his career is, although this, this ascent to world number one, there has never seemed to be a moment that was too big. And so I guess we really shouldn't be surprised that as we go into the weekend here at Augusta, Scotty Scheffler's got a five-shot lead yeah. and seems really, really set by it. And if you look at the PGA Tour now, if there's a handful of guys who would be unfazed by that and wouldn't panic when they get in that position, he sure looks like one of them. Yeah. Here's some of what Scotty had to say after his round on Friday. I thought even par was going to be a really good score. Um, I was pleased. My Really, the only thing that went through my head before today's round was I just wanted to get off to a decent start. And I was... I bogeyed, I think, one and three, and then after that, I played really good golf. I made a great par on four, great par on five, and then um, great par on six, and then I think my tee shot on seven kind of changed the day for me. I had a great shot off the tee there. That's you know not an easy tee shot. It's probably one of the toughest on the golf course. And put it out there in the fairway and then hit a great shot into the green, and then I kind of just got things rolling from there. So Scheffler will tee off on Saturday at 250 with Charles Schwartzel, 2011 Masters champ Charles Schwartzel to you. 
Scheffler eight under with a five stroke lead. Now the big story coming into the week, of course, was Tiger Woods. And once again, Tiger Woods does what he does at Augusta. That's make the cut Woods, his 22nd straight cut after a 74 on Friday. He's one over for the weekend tied for 19th looked like everything might've caught up to him really early bogeying four of his first five holes and looked all out of sorts. Yeah, and that's when I'm sure all of us, like me, were getting texts from friends saying, well, oh, well, it was one round. It couldn't last. We knew that. Oh, maybe he's not back. All the kind of things that you were hearing. And then he played as well as everyone except Scott Scheffler and, and Justin Thomas over the next 13 holes. He played the next 13 holes and two under par. There aren't a lot of guys out there that had a stretch of, of holes under par like that today. And he kept himself in the golf tournament. Yep. Yeah, he's... Nine strokes back. Nine yeah. strokes back, but he's four strokes out of second place. So a situation like that, and again, we just talked about how Scotty Scheffler looks unflappable, but you have to hope the first place takes care of itself. Yeah, That guy shoots himself out of it, and then you make up the four shots on everybody else. I, I heard him talking with, with Michael Eaves on ESPN of, after his round, and he said, I, just, I need to be going into Sunday, into the back nine, five or six back, because who knows what can happen. And it's true, and so and that's probably an attainable goal for Tiger. Maybe, at least in his mind it is, and, and who, who are we to say it's not? But I thought, like you mentioned, four bogeys on four of the first five looked like maybe that first round and 14 months of recovery had possibly caught up to him, and then just kind of tiger tigering yeah. his way around the course, outthinking the course, outthinking the field, and just playing exactly how he knows how to play at Augusta. And when I heard him yesterday talking about how sore he was coming off the golf course, I said, oh, that, that's not good. I mean, anybody who's ever tried to go play recreational golf when you're not feeling great knows how poorly it can go. And then when he got off to the bad start, I was definitely one of the people thinking, okay, it was a, it was a one-day deal, and we were lucky to have that. I mean... All right, we can't be surprised. I mean, he, that he turned it around and played well. And he kept himself in the golf tournament. This is not a golf tournament where if you make the cut, you're in it because you're not going to make up 10 shots right. uh, you know, on the number one player in the world. Yeah. But, again, if you're four shots out of second place and the number one player in the world trips up, you're right in the middle of things. Things happen on Amen Corner sometimes. Just... I mean, Jack Nicklaus 29. was four shots back on the 13th tee in 1986 yep. and won the golf tournament. So it, it, it'll be a really interesting weekend. I know all the folks at CBS, I know all the folks that are going to be making a trek to Augusta this weekend. We're very happy to see Tiger right the ship and make the cut and that he'll be there on Sunday and or Saturday and Sunday. He'll have the large galleries that he's had all week. Folks are, are really going to be just excited to see Tiger. They're happy that they get to see Tiger for another two days. They might be excited to see Kevin Kisner, too. Yeah. Tiger and Kiz going off at 1 o'clock tomorrow. That's that's the pairing of the afternoon at, at Augusta National for a lot of reasons. I'm just I'm going to put this out in the universe. If there was ever a time to give us a mic'd up round <laughs> at Augusta National, it is tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Fred Ridley. If you're listening to this, please make it happen. I'd say have go play Palmetto. It it would be the 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 smack talk in that pairing. <laughs> I I don't know how much Tiger will will smack talk all the time. Kiz Kiz is gonna have some fun with it. Yeah, there's a lot of other weeks. I think that that would be possible. I don't think Tiger's buying into it no. on Saturday 
No. At the Masters. No. Kisner is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kisner will be playing. He'll be playing whatever games he can. But I, I am sure Kevin Kisner spent a lot of time thinking about a weekend pairing with Tiger Woods <laughs> at Augusta. But that'll be a fun one tomorrow at 1 o'clock. We mentioned a five-stroke lead, and we've, we've talked about it that, that it's, it's, not, it's not out of reach. Four of the five guys who've had five-stroke leads going into Saturday have gone on to win. But there was one who didn't. And so everybody who's now looking up at Scotty Scheffler a couple shots <clears throat> back has to be thinking, all right, let's go make it two. And there are some names in here. You've got defending champion Hideki Matsuyama tied for second at three under par, a guy who has looked all out of sorts recently with injuries and made some comments earlier this week that had me questioning how well he was going to play. Look what I look. Yeah, he, he was not on a lot of fantasy teams this week. No, he was the defending not. Champion is probably on zero <laughs> draft Kings, yeah, but, not, but he is making those who picked him look very good. Three under tied for second, Dustin Johnson, 2020 masters champ tied for second, three under. If there's a guy who can ever go out and shoot a 66, 67 and, not break a sweat doing it. Dustin is one of those players. There's only 15 players currently under par. One of the guys that I thought was an interesting name, seven shots back, tied for 10th, two-time major champ, Colin Morikawa. That's a guy who would not surprise anybody to see him wear a green jacket. Certainly, we you can't count him out of this tournament. It would surprise me because putting is his weakness. The weeks when he puts well, he's as good as there is in the game. He doesn't always have those weeks. He's, he had them in the two weeks he won the majors. Augusta National seems to identify the best putters. Kalamar Cowher is not one of the best putters on the PGA Tour. Yeah, But, as we mentioned... But he's got everything else going for him. And yes. if he finds a Something. hot putter over the next two days, he's Look right. out. Yeah, Look he's, out. He's, he's yeah. a guy. So, there's, uh, there's about five or six major champions in the top ten. Or yeah. in the top top twelve, if you go down to one more shot, there's Dustin Johnson is there, uh, Shane Lowry is there, Marikawa you mentioned, Matsuyama. So there's guys who know what it's going to take to chase down Scotty Scheffler or let him come back to them. So it the weekend's not over by any stretch. We we're only halfway through the golf yeah, tournament. Not at all. It, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch this and and. We've mentioned as unflappable as Scheffler's look. This is the biggest moment he's faced in in his career. A five-shot lead going into the weekend with some some guys with some resumes going to be chasing him. One guy who won't be making the weekend, unfortunately, Brian Harmon, missing the cut by one stroke at five over. Brian playing, played his fourth Masters tournament. Got off to a pretty good start on Thursday, but just kind of ran into, like everybody did, this this buzzsaw that was Friday at the Masters. Yeah, he got off to a decent start today. He had an eagle early in his round, but then he had two double bogeys on his card and finished with a couple of bogeys. And I thought that last year was an indication that Brian was kind of getting comfortable at Augusta National. He's qualified for the Masters, I think, in a different way every time he's won. He's been here as a champion. He's been here as a top 50 player in the world. This year, he's here for having finished in the top 12 last year. I thought that might have said, okay, he's settling in. And he was playing well. He came into last year playing well and had a good finish year. He was playing well coming in this year. I thought everything was lining up for him to have another good finish. And it might just have been a case of the conditions getting to him today. I mean, not everybody played great in, in, in that wind. Yeah. It might have just gotten him. 
the the course got a lot of guys today. There, nothing to to feel bad if you're Brian Harmon. The course got a lot of guys. So now the former Savannah Christian Raider will turn his attention to Hilton Head and the RBC Heritage. That will be the next time that you hear us on the WTOC Sports Podcast. We'll have some of these coming out next week as we get ready for the tournament on Hilton Head Island, one of our favorite weeks of the year. It's going to be tremendous as the RBC Heritage now gets back to full tilt with all fans, no restrictions. It's going to be a blast on Hilton Head. And they have got themselves a fantastic field this year. There's a lot of really good names on that list. I think we'd looked it up before. There are 11 of the top 21 players in the world golf rankings coming. Uh, Scotty Scheffler is not one of them, but there's a lot of great players. Mark, uh, Mark Hauer is coming. Mm-hmm. Justin Thomas is coming. Not one of those top 21 guys. Uh, Justin, Jordan Spieth is coming back. It's There's going to be a lot of people to watch next week on a great place to watch golf. It's going to be a really, really fun week. I think the folks at Hilton Head are more excited than anyone to get back and get back to kind of the, the the party and the enjoyment that the island has always had at that tournament, and it's going to create a really great yeah, Every clubhouse access badge has been sold out for about a month. Yeah. Weekend is already sold out. Yeah. They've got a couple of tickets left for earlier in the week and then Thursday and Friday, but sales are through the roof. Rental properties in Sea Pines are through the roof. So, yeah. It's back, that's for sure. It's going to be a lot of fun. But we we can't skip ahead just yet. Two more days at the Masters, Saturday and Sunday. You can see third and final round coverage on WTOC, and we will have recaps from third and final round both nights on the news. So looking forward to what should be a pretty nice Saturday, probably more windy conditions, not Hopefully not as bad as we saw today, but won't be ideal scoring conditions again. Sunday is supposed to be good, though. Sunday will be good. And, and Sunday's a scoring day. Yeah. You so know, they, they might be holding on tomorrow and then just letting loose Sunday and seeing if people can make up some distance. You think that'll be any fun? I think Sunday's going to be a blast. It's going to be a great weekend. We hope you will be watching on WTOC. We will be watching as well, and we'll talk to you again on the WTOC Sports Podcast next week from Hilton Head Island.